Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hello, hello. Welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. 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 Did you guys like our our deep voices? <laughs> Is that super hot? Yeah. <laughs> the what name change we... is good. What? The name change. Yeah. It's going good. Yeah. People are liking it. People are liking it. They yeah. understand. I've gotten a couple like, why did you guys do that? Yeah. But know. it's okay. Change is hard. Change is hard. But, you know, get used to it. Yeah, get used to it. We're moving on. Moving on. Moving on to a new drinky drink. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm impressed with this drink today, Tab. I know. It's Three so good. Snaps. Okay. It's snap, snap. Three snaps for Tab. Yeah. You guys, we're drinking Moscow Mules. Clink, clink. Gretchy poo. Ooh. And the best thing about these Moscow Mules is I found a ginger beer Zevia. Zero calories. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So put that in there. A little vodka and lime juice. It's lime delicious. Juice. Stir that shit up. Yep. Very day drinkable. Refreshing. Sorry. Stir that S up. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Still can't get used to the non explicit yeah. language. We'll try. We're going to try. So, anyways, Gretchy, what, what, what happened to your week? I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want it to be real because I don't want it to be true. I know. I don't know if it is true yet. And we don't want to be judged, okay? Let's just put that out there. 
Or not me. I'm not getting judged for this shit. <laughs> no, you're a saint. You rescue dogs. <laughs> yes, I rescue dogs that are already fixed. Okay, well, my child has the asthma. And so Santa brought her a puppy. And it was a King Charles Cavalier because they actually have hair and not fur. And they are less allergic-y or something. And also, they're real cute. They are really cute. But if you're not familiar with King Charles Cavalier, Sex in the City... Last season, it's the same dog as Charlotte had. Oh, yeah. I saw a girl last night that looked just like Charlotte. I thought it was her. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, so my cute little pooch, her name is Scout. And actually, the last time we were recording, I did not bring her because although I was planning on getting her fixed, she's only seven months old, so I didn't think she was going to go into heat like right away. That seemed quick to me. I know. They told me to get my dog fixed by six or six months. Yeah. Well, you waited a little too I long. I waited too long. So anyway, so she wanted to heat. So I'm not going to bring my bloody dog to Tab's <laughs> house. And I do. I actually, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, thank you. And I do have a puppy that is not fixed. So oh, that would have okay. been a yeah. real disaster. Okay. Right. So not going to do that. But also I didn't want to leave her in her crate for that long. So I just left her so she can go in and out of the backyard through the doggy door. So she could, you know, yeah. Get your like food. a smart doggy owner. You are right. Anywho, she dug herself a hole. She dug out of the fence, like underneath the fence. She dug a way out. How, how deep? Well, she's not that big, so she didn't have to dig that far. But, I mean, I think she she wanted to get some. Her doggy is a little whore. She's a slut dog. So, I mean, ugh. So, right as we were wrapping it up, I got a phone call. And this lady is like, oh, I, I'm a realtor, and I was showing houses, and I, I found your adorable dog. And I was like, okay, great. Um, I'll see you in, like, three hours. <laughs> Gretchen was leaving at like six at night. The worst traffic ever. ever. I'm like, oh gosh, she was so nice. I was like, I really like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but there was no way for her to like, I mean, I didn't know how the dog got out. So how could I tell her to like put the dog back in the house? Yeah. Plus I locked the house because, you know, there's murderers out there. Yes, I, I don't know. want any of them hiding in my closet. Right. So I was like, oh, sorry. Well, she said, okay, so I'm going back to my neighborhood because like I said, she was a realtor. So she was just there showing a house. So you can just, I'll just take her with me to my house. No problem. I said, okay. So she sent me her address and you know, you're going somewhere fancy when you get there and you get the gate code and then you still have like another mile to go. Oh, <laughs> and I'm surprised you didn't want to keep your dog. Your dog looks like a fancy dog. I know. Anyways, her house was real fancy. I was like, what are you doing schlepping houses in my neighborhood? Like, where's the real money coming in? <laughs> she was doing a favor. Yeah, she. it's probably like her side hobby. Yeah, for sure. Anywho, so didn't think that much of it. Was actually just super grateful. The nice realtor lady saved dog. my dog. Yeah, for me. And then my dog, her nipples got real big. And then she started sleeping all the time. <laughs> and now we don't know if Gretchen's And now I don't know if she's, if she's knocked up. Knocked up. So Gretchen's taking her to the vet tomorrow. Yeah, I called them because she's supposed to get fixed. I scheduled her to get fixed as soon as she went into heat. I was like, I cannot live with this. And they told me like, oh, well, you're going to have to live with it for like at least two more weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a longer now. deal. Now Gretchen might have baby puppies. So they called me to confirm the appointment and I'm like, oh, can we do, can you do like a doggy pregnancy test? And they were like, oh, well, actually, uh, we're going to need to talk to the vet about that's a, that's, how'd she get out? What'd you do? I was like, I heard a lot of judgment on the phone. Oh, yeah. And we know how Gretchen deals with judgment. Not oh, so well. Sorry. No, I did. <gasps> I abandoned her. And so fingers crossed because my husband's real worried because he's like, dude, we'll have to do like a DNA test. He's like, I haven't seen any little dogs in the neighborhood. Like they're oh, all yeah. big dogs. 
She's just a little sweet little oh yeah slut. She angel. doesn't. She wants the big one. Oh, I'm sure about it. Would that be talking about the big one? Guess where I went last night? <laughs> where did you go? <laughs> I went to see Thunder Down Under. Isn't that like in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to Vegas though. They have a traveling show. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Oh my God, I couldn't wait to tell you, Gretchen. Why did you go see this? Because my friend Jessica, shout out to you, Jess, for putting this together. She got all the girls tickets to go see it. And of course, they put us in the front row. Of course. Oh my God. These guys were, you know, I don't know, naked. (laughs) They're not, not, not totally naked, naked, right? Are they but, like in a thong? They're in a thong. But they're like rubbing that thong on you. Oh, that does not sound fun at all. Oh my God. The one guy jumps on my chair and then <laughs> puts his package in my friend's face. Thank God. I only got to see the backside, oh. but she got like whipped by <gasps> his banana package. <laughs> banana banana hammock. hammock. Oh my God. It was so so crazy sorry for that long s but oh my god it was hysterical and most of the women i mean we were just laughing hysterically did you take video oh my gosh okay i have a really funny video i should actually show it to you right now the guy where's my phone the guy comes over watches me video him takes my camera and sticks it down his pants no, gross. I hope you wipe that down with some Hello Bello sanitizer. 100% I did. Took out that Hello Bello sanitizer. And <laughs> I, I gave the phone to Sean when I got home. I was like, look at this video. He like dropped the phone. As like, That's fucking disgusting. Watch this. Watch this. I'm showing Gretchy right now the video. You guys hear it. Ooh, I like the song Ooh. though. Look Ooh. at this. Watch. Okay, he comes over. He grabs my phone. He shoves it down his pants. I'm not even freaking kidding you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) When I was working on the boats, we got a little stir crazy and played a lot of practical jokes. And I recall one time the guys took another guy who always wore glasses. They took his glasses and he put it on his balls. Oh, and then oh, he and took, took a, a picture? picture of it and then he texted it to him. Oh, and no. And he's reading the text with his glasses no, on his that's face. That's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. And then, well, one of the, the guys took the girl's glasses off of her face, wrapped them around his little G string, and then had her tied her hands and then had her get her glasses with just her face. <laughs> <laughs> There's some shenanigans going on at the Thunder, Thunder Down, Down Under. Under. Oh, yeah. And then the guys hang out after. I know they just want to get laid. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And these girls just stick around at the bar and they're like, woo, come on, honey, pot. Oh, nobody in your group was channeling Samantha from Sex and the City. Oh, well, you know, what happens at the Thunder, Thunder Down Under stays, stays at Thunder Down Thunder. Under. All right. You know, we're all married. Yeah. Happily. Happily. With hot husbands. So totally. Yeah. So we just we just went for the laugh. You did. And it was funny. Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Lost some steam. Yeah. So well, do we have a hoary story today? I don't know if I would say she was a whore. But, but she, she was, was horrible. She was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm going to tell you about a controversial case today, Tabby. It is a case that you've probably heard of. It's the case known as death by text. Did you hear about that? Death by text. Uh, yeah, I think I did. Is it this eyebrows? Yeah, it is the eyebrow girl. We'll talk about them. Okay. Talk at, about the eyebrows? At, at a point, yeah. Oh, we, awesome. You kind of can't not. Okay, so it involves eyebrow girl Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy. Okay? So. Got it. Conrad and Michelle lived about an hour from each other in Massachusetts towns, but they actually met when they were both vacationing with their families in Florida. So Conrad graduated high school in 2014 with a 3.8 GPA. 
He played sports. He was very bright. He even earned his captain's license at the age of 18 from acquiring sea time working for his family's marine salvage company, which you know impresses me. Yeah, totally. I mean, and also, we have a lot of nautical stories. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, interesting. So Michelle was a year younger than Conrad, so she was still in high school. She was a good student. She was described by her softball coach as being a really nice girl and actually was voted most likely to brighten your day. Wow. That's a nice thing to be voted. Yeah. I'd want to be voted that. Yeah. You know what I was voted? I'm going to tell you this really quick. What? You guys. My high school flew most of the time. Yeah. Like literally. And my senior year was a little bit better, but I got voted most likely by our 10-year reunion to be married and divorced the most. Oh, what a bunch of assholes. Totally. Like, go suck it, people. Yeah. You know I've been married go, longer I than most of you, assholes. Yeah, I wouldn't go to your 20. I didn't. I already had my 20-year reunion. Oh, you did? Didn't I? I think I did. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, last year. Oh I didn't God, go. we're so old. Listen, I like a lot of people. So if you listen to me and I went to high school with you, that's then fine, I probably but y'all know you. that's not fair. But what? Lame. Most likely to be divorced the most times. Yeah. Yeah, I that mean, maybe it it's because like I had shady. a couple boyfriends in high school, but, you know, I was cute. What can yeah, I say? What are you going to do? Yeah. Don't hate the player. Yeah, right? Right? Okay. Okay. Sorry for the side <laughs> note, but okay. I wish I was... Voted what Michelle was voted. Most likely to brighten your day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully I'm brightening your day now, people. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Nothing be. cheers you up like a good suicide story. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. So both Michelle and Conrad struggle with mental health issues. Conrad suffered from depression and social anxiety. He had a video blog which I'm kind of unclear about this. If people saw it before he died, I don't think they did. But I think it was kind of unearthed after. Okay. But anyways, this video blog, he talked about his social anxiety and his videos are intense and dark. That's sad. It is really sad. sad. I wish somebody would have seen that before. Yeah, they're really hard to watch because he's such a kid and in these videos he is super like you know i'm i'm never gonna be successful i'm like you have a 3.8 you have your captain's license you're killing it already already you already are and you're adorable um anyways his mother had taken him to a psychiatric facility to stay for a while because he had some suicide attempts um the attempts were water intoxication like drinking too much water yeah he read that you could kill yourself by drinking too much water i read that one time they had this drinking contest this water drinking contest Uh and somebody died from drinking like i remember that yeah and um he od'd on acetaminophen like tylenol So, I mean, I think any suicide attempt should be taken seriously, but these suicide attempts seem more of like a cry for help to me than like a real. They seem very amateur for sure. Yeah, they seem pretty amateur. That's probably the word. So Michelle, she suffered from an eating disorder and depression. So she's got her own issues. Um, This was no secret. The thing about Michelle was that She had a pattern of coming on too strong with people, and when they started to be distant, she would pull them back in by unloading her issues on them. She doesn't have a real core group of friends, and she desperately seeks attention from people constantly. Mm. Like, she texts them for kind of made-up reasons, and then she typically says stuff like, oh, sorry, am I annoying you? Oh. And, like, what are people supposed to say when you do stuff like that? <laughs> well, of course they're going to say no. They're going to say no. You're not annoying me, you know? No, no way. Yeah. So Conrad, for whatever reason, was receptive to this. And from my point of view, his back and forth exchanges with Michelle were kind of attention-seeking cries for help. Both of them seem like they just kind of fed into each other. This relationship is really weird to me. It apparently went on for two years. 
more than two years. Uh, They spoke mostly through text and only actually saw each other three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. A running theme through these texts is Conrad contemplating suicide. And for almost two years, Michelle discourages him. She tells him to go get help like her and go to the same hospital she was treated at, telling him he needs professionals because she was hospitalized for her eating disorder. He suggests to her that they do something like Romeo and Juliet. And she says, no, we are not dying, like in all caps. Okay. Got it. And they don't really say they're like boyfriend, girlfriend until a few weeks before Conrad's death. But this was still news to Conrad's family and friends. They only sort of knew who Michelle was. And his best friend didn't actually know who she was at all. So it's weird, right? I mean, kids these days, they don't just like talk. Like I had an incident a couple weeks ago. I think I told you about it when it happened where Snapchat was down apparently. And I have a friend, a good friend, whose kid is dating another friend of mine's kid. But they don't have each other's phone number. They only talk to each other on Snapchat. Yeah, that's so bananas to me. So her daughter is like losing her mind because she can't get a hold of her boyfriend. So, and let me tell you, this friend who I really love, but you know, we can go more than a year without actually talking, you know? Okay. She calls me up. So she calls me up and I like answer the phone right away. And she's like, Hey, I need, you know, (gasps) so-and-so's phone number. (laughs) Can you get it for me? My daughter really needs it right now and you're like our mutual connection. Oh my God. That is so funny. Can you imagine this, all this stuff via texting? Tabitha and I have been getting in trouble for talking on the phone too much. Yes. Forever. Yes. Forever. Forever. It's really hard for me too. just side note really quick. This FaceTiming thing, like the kids all FaceTime, right? And to me, it's so inefficient because then I have to be looking at you and I can't be talking on the phone. Right. I need to be doing other things. Yes. Whatever I'm doing. Yes. So I don't know who has time for it and I don't have time for it. I talk on the phone when I'm driving and that's everything. (laughs) I mean, I listen to podcasts other than that. But that's why I don't have time to watch TV either. I mean, oh I'm my just God. doing shit. And do you know how many times I'm peeing when we talk on the phone? All that time. <laughs> for telling if me. We were I think that's TMI. If FaceTime, we were FaceTime, there's no way. Oh my God. Gretchen, I don't know if you're supposed to say that to people. Well, I just did. Everybody probably does Everybody it, does it. Well, not on FaceTime. Not so on the, FaceTime. The kids these days. The kids these days. Kids these days. I know. We're so old. All right. Okay. okay. So anyways, so July 12th, 2014, Conrad goes for a walk on the beach with his mom and his sister. They have said that that day that Conrad seemed optimistic about his life and they thought he was in a good place. They did say that he seemed distracted at one point. And went back to the car, but they didn't think much of it. That night, he told them that he was going to a friend's house. And when they asked if he would be home for dinner, he said, eh, not sure. So he drove off in his black truck on that Saturday night. And that would be the last time they would see him alive. So on Sunday morning, when he had not come home at all, they started to worry about him. On Sunday night, Michelle texted Conrad's sister and said, hey, this is Michelle. Not sure if you remember me, but I'm dating your brother again. Ha ha. He is not returning my text, and I am wondering if you know where he is. Conrad's sister Camden responds, she's not sure, but she'll ask her mom. Now, that night when Conrad left the house, he told his mom that he was going to another girl's house. So his mom and sister's reaction to this text at this point was like, uh, just tell her he's at his dad's house because we don't want to like get involved in Conrad's oh, love life. Yeah. And they knew him to be seeing different girls and no one seriously. And like I said, they didn't know Michelle, except they sort of knew there was the girl that he hung out with when they were in Florida. And apparently... Once at one of Conrad's baseball games, Michelle introduced herself to his mom, but she just thought she was one of many 
friends that were girls that Conrad had. Mm-hmm. So Conrad's mom texts Conrad and he doesn't respond. She begins to worry that night because Conrad did stay out late periodically, but he always came home. And Michelle actually repeatedly texted Camden again at this time, asking her, is your mom mad at me? Camden said, no, we just want to find him. And they don't even know her. They don't even know her. She says, did you find him yet? I'm coming to help. And Camden says, like, no, we have a friend helping already. It's fine. And Michelle asks, which friend? Mm. Yeah. So at one point, Camden asked Michelle, like, how did you get my number? And she tells her, Conrad gave it to me a while ago. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. She's a big fan of through these slew of texts of writing, saying something weird and then going, ha ha. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like that either. Yeah. Okay. So at this point when Conrad is missing, Michelle is also texting her friends. OMG, I think my boyfriend committed suicide. So he hasn't been found yet. Nobody knows, you know, anything. OMG, I think my boyfriend committed suicide. Okay, that's super weird. Yeah. So after trying to track him down to no avail, his mom eventually calls authorities, which led to an officer finding his truck in a Kmart parking lot. In the truck, there was a portable engine, and Conrad was clearly dead from carbon monoxide poisoning. The officer that found him took his cell phone into evidence, but did not look at it immediately because he didn't have the code. Conrad's family was notified of his death, and his sister texted Michelle, who in turn texted Conrad's mother, I am so sorry. I didn't do enough to save him. I have never tried harder in my life to fix someone. If you and your family need anything, I am here. She will continue to find reasons to text Conrad's mom about the funeral and even going through Conrad's belongings. Conrad's mother let Michelle know that Conrad had left her a note. Um, And... She reads her the note over the phone. The note said things like, you taught me to be strong and carry on and I will meet you in heaven. And we know from Michelle's text, she asked Conrad to leave her a note. And she will continue to text his mom over and over again, asking her for the note. And she also asked for some of Conrad's ashes. Ooh. Yeah. So this is weird. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's kind of a dark. The next one is like not going to be so dark. Okay. So she plans a softball tournament. She calls it Homers for Conrad. And she posts that although she could not save her boyfriend, she wants to save as many lives as she can. Okay. So she kind of actually gets into it with Conrad's friend who wants more info about this and he wants to post about it so people from his town know about it. And that would make sense, right? Because Mm -hmm. they lived, you know, an hour away from whatever. So he's kind of like, why don't you just have it in, you know, my town? And she's like, I already made all the arrangements. And she's real worried that like he's going to take credit for her idea. In these texts, she does her signature like, you're not going to take credit for it. Ha ha. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of know what time it is with this girl. Yes. It's a little weird. She's an attention whore. Yeah, she is an attention whore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So although it initially appeared to be an open and shut suicide case, one week after Conrad's death, a detective just doing his due diligence, covering all his bases, looks into Conrad's phone. He finds that all the conversations on his phone have been deleted except for one short thread with Michelle Carter, which alarms him. The detective has the phone forensically examined so that they can look into the deleted information on the phone. He's doing this while also consulting the DA as to whether or not they even have something. This is when they start investigating Michelle. 
and she has no idea, even when Conrad's mom lets her know that the police took the note she keeps asking for. And they also, the police also took the computer that Conrad used at their house. So Michelle attends Conrad's funeral and wake and continually posts on social media about the death of her boyfriend. And she also continues to text Conrad's phone. Like, hey, baby, it's been a month. No. Miss you. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do we find out about the conversations Conrad and Michelle were having? It's a lot. So like I said before, for almost two years, the texts were encouraging Conrad to get help when he had dark thoughts. But the tone turned, like the tone of the text. Mm -hmm. Um, Something changed about two months before his death. And instead of telling him to stay strong, she started telling him to just do it. Like in almost a bullying way. It's really bizarre. In the last week of his life, she asked him when he's going to kill himself more than 40 times. What? Yeah. And it didn't stop there. She gives them suggestions on how to do it, like hanging is painless, and it only takes a second if you do it right. They also Mm -hmm. talk about him using a gun or taking enough pills. It takes on this tone like, you know, she's bullying him, and he is stupid for not succeeding in the past. Yeah. And that is... I don't like that at all. No, it's like, it's super manipulative. The conversations are laced with things like, I love you. And when you do it, you'll be pain-free and you can be my angel. So eventually Michelle does some research on the internet and tells Conrad carbon monoxide poisoning is the best option. You fall asleep in your car and there's no pain. He says, this is their exact text, okay? He says, portable generator, that's it. She says, do you have one of those? He says, there's one at my work. I was thinking of turning it on in my truck and passing out asleep. You're a genius. And she says, go to Sears. They sell them. They can help. A few days before Conrad dies, she texts her classmate, Samantha, that Conrad is missing and she's afraid he killed himself with a generator he got from work. At the same time, Conrad and her are texting each other about how he failed by attempting to use, like, instead of using a generator, he used a water pump that he got from a relative. And Michelle is texting him things like, just go to Home Depot, get a real generator. Hello. Weird. Yeah. Right? So two months after Conrad's death, officers go to Michelle's school and talk to her about her last conversations with Conrad. And... She tells them that she did have a conversation with him where the phone just hung up, but she didn't, like, think much of it. She doesn't tell them anything about their history of discussing suicide. So she's totally lying. Yeah, she's totally lying. Yeah. I wonder what is going through her mind. I don't know. Well, she's, like, starting to sweat it because she texts this classmate, Sam, that if they read her text messages to him... These are her exact test messages to Sam. She is done. His family will hate her and she could go to jail and it gets worse. She says, Sam, his death is honestly my fault. I could have stopped him. I was on the phone with him and he got out of the truck because it was working and I fucking told him to get back in. Oh my God. What does her friend say to this? I don't know. You don't see, you don't have don't the text messages like, back. I'm not Dang like a real detective. So the authorities decide to charge her with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. and has this ever have they ever had a case like this? No, before? it's like unprecedented, right? So yeah. it because of that, the case gets a lot of attention and people start having conversation like are words weapon? Can someone be virtually present via text? Yeah. Well, I think so. I mean, yeah, we've listen, seen it. reading through these text messages, these kids texted until like three o'clock in the morning, would wake up, you know, and immediately start texting again. They were, they only saw each other three times, but they were in each other's heads. Yeah. Our next one that we're doing is all like virtual also. So, whoo, 
yeah, virtual reality can be a reality to people. Yeah, bananas. Bananas. But it's not even virtual reality. They are actually like, they are communicating. Yeah, but they think they have like a relationship. It's weird. And an hour away, like that's not that far. No, it's not that far. It's not that far. So weird. Okay. I mean, you drive like two hours to get here. I know. So one hour. Yeah. It's like going five miles in LA traffic. Yeah. No Sometimes joke. it's more than two hours. But I don't mind. Okay. Anywho, so Michelle's lawyer makes a decision that surprised everyone by asking to forgo a trial by jury and just have a judge decide Michelle's fate. Mm. Yeah, I mean. What do you think about those? Well, I think I can see why he did it, but I mean, obviously everybody like criticizes it now, but yeah, okay. He's thinking that this is unprecedented territory and a judge is going to go by the statutes of the law and not just on a feeling and he doesn't think that there is really enough to convict her mm-hmm. on involuntary manslaughter charges, but spoiler, he was wrong. Okay. So the trial was only six days long, and the prosecution called 14 witnesses. The prosecution's argument was that Michelle pushed Conrad to kill himself so that she could get the attention of having a boyfriend that committed suicide. And Michelle never testified, and her lawyer only called one witness, uh, psychiatrist Peter Brengen, who told the court that Michelle was involuntarily intoxicated due to a change in her meds three months prior. He testified that Michelle was overwhelmed by Conrad's abusive talk of suicide. Come on. Well, what else are they going to say? I mean, I guess they don't, they don't, they don't have really a leg to stand on. I guess. Yeah, they don't. I mean, Think about all the things she could have done. She could have said, I'm not going to talk to you anymore if you're going to talk about suicide. She could have, at the moment when he was in the truck, she could have called his mom. I mean, called his sister. She clearly had their numbers. Yeah. She should have and could have done a lot to help him. I mean, I hope that she thinks about this for the rest of her life and how she should have, could have, and too bad she didn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, it seems insane to me, but I feel like we have both known the type of person that actually would have loved the attention that came from this. I think maybe you lived with one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Back to like roommate diaries. (laughs) You know, it's, it is a sick person that but they're out there. There, There is. I know. And it's sad. I mean, it's sad. It's sad that she needed that sort of attention also. But you, you, I mean, we all see, maybe not, obviously not to this extreme, but we all see people that when tragedy happens, they seek the attention. Yeah. From next it. level. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. Okay. So. Something else happens during the trial that I think really hurt Michelle's case and any chance she had of gaining public sympathy. And I'm bringing this up and it's going to sound really shallow given how like heavy this case is, but I don't really feel like I'm doing my job as a housewife of true crime if I don't. (laughs) Okay. Give it to me. What? We need to discuss Michelle's eyebrows. Oh, yes. That's what I said. So yeah. if you do know about this case, you probably know about the eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. It's a situation. So I made Tabitha a little photo montage oh, that she's yeah. not seen until this me. moment so we can discuss the evolution of okay. her eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know the evolution at all. I just know that you just know she this had day. some like caterpillar eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. So these are all her. Yeah. These are all her. Okay. Wow. This is her too, huh? Yeah. So her weight went up and down from the uh, eating disorder. You can kind of see that in pictures. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's very cute, but those eyebrows, man, holy heckamoly. Okay. She is real cute. Yes. Okay. 
Very cute. Who does she look like, that one actress? Remember? Cara Devine. Cara Devine. Devarney. Devarney. Yeah. What was she on? I have no idea. Okay. But she looks just like her. Yeah. 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 She'll play her in the in the made for TV movie for sure. Okay. So this is what it, I it, think. Maybe it's a real movie though. Maybe Listen. it's like on, on the big screen. Okay. Okay. In Michelle's defense, she does have an eyebrow situation. Even from a young age, she has some heavy brows. She needs a good waxing. No, I think that's very common right now. It's like a, it's a, it's a no, thing. No, 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 no. Okay. She needs some waxing and some shape. Maybe shape. Shape. She needs to fill in. This is like a public service announcement. Okay. She needs to fill in the eyebrows with a light ash blonde pencil. Yes. Cause she's blonde and she's blue eyed. So she needs, she's like Gretchy. Light hair, light eyes. She does not need the dark brown. No. I can pull off the dark brown, even though I have lighter hair. But also, you are not working with a bunch of caterpillars on your face. You are (laughs) filling them in, not drawing on your face. No, but I wish that I had thicker eyebrows. But her eyebrows, you guys, literally look like two caterpillars. Okay. When I was thinking of this case, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, who's that girl? And I don't remember her name off the top in my head. I typed in to Google suicide eyebrows. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Popped right up. Boom. Yeah. So I think that these eyebrows made her look like a monster. They really did. They did. Yeah. Okay. And they made her look dark and angry and Mm -hmm. mean. I mean, no way. And also her wardrobe selection to the trial was not much better. You know, didn't her attorneys have like some input here? They're supposed to tell them to look like a, a little girl, innocent, Buttoned up all the way. No. Little House on the Prairie-ish. No. No, that's Mm -mm. not what she did. She wore like button-down shirts tucked into power slacks that on like a girl her age looked like aggressive. Yeah. Coupled with the eyebrows, forget about it. Right? It was, you know, way off the mark if her defense was like supposed to be she was like a troubled young girl that didn't understand what she was doing. They didn't portray that at all yeah yeah so the judge delivered a really really long verdict it was like 15 minutes whoa okay okay and you don't know which way he's gonna go he says at one point her behavior was not reasonable but she was not responsible for his death so everyone thinks she's going to get, like, not guilty, right? hmm No, not the way. Eventually, he says, but by instructing him to get back in the car, it constituted reckless conduct that constituted the likelihood that substantial harm would result for Mr. Roy. So he sentenced her to 15 months in prison and probation. Her lawyer pleaded with the judge to let her out pending her appeals. And she remained free until February 6, 2019, when the Massachusetts Supreme Court upheld the verdict. And she is now serving her sentence at Bristol County House of Correction. Side note, when she showed up to surrender herself, she showed up with a new haircut. Here it is. No, I was wondering what that picture was. Yeah. Why? Well, she was real ready to go to prison, I guess. <laughs> so her hair, it's a real short haircut. It's a real short haircut. She's going to make a lot of friends. It's. <laughs> Gretchen. Oh, my God. Okay, Gretchen. You're what? right. You're right. You're right. 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 It's, a real, okay. it's a real short, butchy haircut. type of haircut. Right. Okay. Okay. With the same dark eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, she 
toned the eyebrows down a, a little, little But, you know, it's almost like she dyes them with oh, hair dye. It's a situation, people. I think she dyes them with dark brown hair dye. Listen, I went to this hair guy before I got my magical NARS, who I will never leave. And he had those eyebrows on his face that are like, I mean, I don't know. What is that? Like Groucho Marx? A bush. You know, you know who has those eyebrows? Is that guy? He had them tattooed on his face. No. He was a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a guy that works at Sephora that has tattooed eyebrows too, but he also wears makeup. Oh, so, yeah, well, you know, that's different. Yeah, that's a different look. But I want t- tattooed eyebrows. My friends all do I those. I do too. I think that oh, nice. is really cool. What do they call that? Micro Microblading. Microblading. But, I mean, I got to see a big portfolio of your history, man. Because oh, I know. Some people I, Some people so it looks so good. And some people, I mean, if it goes wrong, it's real wrong. Yeah. My oh, friend even stuck. got her lips tattooed. And I would be so nervous about that. I mean, I would probably not ever do it because I'd be so freaking nervous. But she did. I mean, it looks amazing. Oh, geez. No tat, no lipstick required. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's. I don't think it's like before. You know, like, you remember when those ladies used to, like, in the 80s, get their lips tattooed? Yeah. But, no, hers are very subtle, peachy, cute Well, good lips. for her. Yeah. And she's got the microblading, too. Oh, yeah. So she doesn't have to do anything. No, it's nice. Yeah, that's nice. She doesn't have the eyelash extension, so so she's still... I mean, if you did that, eyelash extensions... they pull your eyelashes out. I know. But if you did eyelash extensions, lips, and eyebrows, then you wouldn't even have to put makeup on. like a walking Snapchat filter. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of awesome... Life for Michelle now at the Bristol House of Correction doesn't suck from what I can tell. No way. Okay. There are only about 100 inmates. Wow. No way. That's like nothing. She has access to 15 TV channels. What? That's more than I have. I don't even have cable. I know. She can also go to classes like painting, sculpting. I don't know about (laughs) sculpting. But she gets visits from family and friends only once per week, but she has unlimited lawyer visits. She can also do jobs around the facility to earn good behavior days towards early release. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's actually the same facility where Aaron Hernandez was on, like, the man side for 18 months before he was sent to Max. Do you remember Aaron Hernandez? Didn't he? He committed suicide. He did. Yeah, yeah, another football player. Yeah, that's a good podcast. It's called The Gladiator. That's a good binge one. Way better than Cold. Oh no, I haven't listened to that. But you know, he had that trauma to his brain. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a that's a sad story too. But I didn't listen to the podcast, so I don't really know anything about it. Yeah, so jail. I mean, you know, jail at this place doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't. Some of these jobs are like off campus too. What? Yeah, they like paint churches or like some shit I read. Oh, do good deeds. I like that. So HBO is releasing a documentary about this this month, probably right around the time this episode is being released. In July? Yeah. Called I Love You Now Die. Oh no. Yeah. July. This is going to come out in July. It says summer. Summer. Yeah. I Love You Now Die. Yeah. So let's all watch it. Yeah, let's and tell all us what you it. think. Because the interesting thing about the documentary, from what I read, is that most people that have already screened it, they are on Michelle's side. Oh, well, you know these documentaries—they kind of have her life rights. Let's just say that, right? Remember when we were talking about life rights? Yeah, I it, mean, I think the only way they could do that is say she was super mentally ill or like you know. But you can. You can skew things however you want to skew them. You can make. Yeah, maybe she's mentally ill. You have to be kind of mental to kill anybody. No, I anybody, think she is. You know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I look at these it. eyebrows and then the haircut and her age. It's so crazy also that the haircut that you show me, I mean, it makes her look like Old. she's 30. Yeah. And she's what? 19 maybe now. 
right? 18, 19. Yeah, it makes her look like she's 30, like when our moms were 30. Yeah, yeah, with the turtleneck, <laughs> okay. too. Because like, 30's cute now. Oh, I mean, 40's cute now. Yeah, right? Yeah. And probably 50, 60 also. Have you seen, like, Cindy Crawford? I mean, I know it's Cindy Crawford. Oh, I saw but... her at Starbucks in Malibu. Yeah, I saw her recently oh, in Malibu, too, and she is... Flawless. 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 Yeah. I mean, I and and even some like my sister-in-law, she's 45. Yeah. Right? She's amazingly beautiful. Does she not drink? She does drink. Oh, she does. Okay. She does drink. Because like and she eats chips and salsa. J Lo and Kim Kardashian. Oh. They look amazing, but they don't drink. So I think, well, I have no chance. Well, listen, J-Lo also, like her change from when she was a fly girl. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, I remember. Okay, she looks totally different. She's a different face. She well, had like a, a face transplant. Yeah, well, it's a good Yeah, one. I'll take that face transplant any day. Yeah. But she's done. She's done stuff. My sister-in-law has not done anything. And... She's rocking with a rocking body. And my other sister-in-law just turned 50 and has like a beautiful, flawless face too. I don't know. Good genes. Yeah. No sun for. I can't with the no sun thing. I know. Me neither. I just like sun too much. And I like sleeping on my face. And I think that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, my mother-in-law, speaking of all these in-laws, she sleeps with a bucky, you know, those like airplane buckies behind her neck. On her back only so she doesn't get the wrinkles on her face. Oh, gosh. It's real. It works. She I'm looks good. You, she does. All right. Well, that was that episode. That's so, it. you know, you guys, we are on Instagram as Housewives of True Crime, mm-hmm. formerly known as Crime Carpels and Cocktails. Um, Facebook. We're like Prince. Oh, you yeah. know, formerly known as. Uh huh. Yeah. Formerly known as. Good. Please give us a five star again if you will subscribe so you can get our podcasts weekly and join us on our Facebook group. We have two. We're going to have to figure that out how to get those changed over. It's not hard to change. Oh, really? Remember, we had it. We had it. Crimes. And I changed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, Gucci. Wink, wink. You need some more wine? Yep. How to